Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. And again, thank you for tuning in. We're going to be talking about a very familiar scripture in Romans chapter 12. I always tell people, you know what, when you get saved, born again, don't stop right there. A lot of people, you know, they receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. They believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, that God sent them, raised them from the dead, and he was a pitchy propitiation for their sins and then they stop right there they don't follow it up with what the bible refers to as being discipled they don't get transformed by the renewing of their minds and, and that's the shame right there not being transformed just sliding in hoping you don't miss hell but god has a plan and purpose for all of our lives so he wants to use his word to give us revelation insight to uh, his plan and his will remember his kingdom come, his will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. So God wants us to uh, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And he desires our minds to be renewed by his word. Because that's the only thing that will wash you, your brain clean and wash all of that crap out of you is the word of God. That's why the scripture says in the beginning was the word. Jesus said man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. So I always tell people, you know, you get saved, okay, you got saved, you follow it up with water baptism, and I like to declare that you get baptized in the name of Jesus because the scripture says, and all we do, do in his name. So you get baptized, and then this is the component that a lot of people miss it on right here. I'm going to start at Romans chapter 12, verse 1. This is Paul being led by revelation by the Holy Spirit. He's penning this. I beseech, and beseech means I urge you. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies or yourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And here's the key right here, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. Again, don't be conformed to this world. There's a lot of, of revelation in that. Don't be conformed to this world. Before we got all born, saved, and started being transformed by the renewing of our minds, we were all conformed to this world, meaning configured. The world fashioned, shaped us, squeezed us into its mold. It programmed us to believe certain things. And, and a lot of those things, 90% of them was lies. And we got that through uh, parents, uh, people that had... Uh, uh, spiritual leaders, I won't say leaders, influence in our lives, they they help shape and program us and conform us to this world. And now you get born again, saved. You're a new creation in Christ. You're a baby. You're something that you never were before. So now you got to learn all these new things. You got to learn how to live in the kingdom of God because the scripture says you're now a citizen of heaven. You're now an ambassador of, of Christ. You're now a child of the Most High God. So you got to learn how 
kingdom folk do things and kingdom folks do things entirely different from the world's way the world's way we were programmed to do you know the world says you know hate your enemies in the kingdom he says love your enemies so it's totally different so he tells us back in uh 12 2, do not be conformed to this world any longer i mean you know uh, allow the world system that's been planted in your spirit to be uprooted and the only thing that's going to uproot it is that two-edged sword that word of god so don't be conformed to this world he said but on the contrary i, I desire that you be transformed and we get that word transformation like a caterpillar metamorphosis the caterpillar doesn't stay a caterpillar he goes into a cocoon and he's transformed into a beautiful butterfly and that's what god says my word will do that to you it'll transform you it'll renew your mind and i always tell people when you get saved born again you get a new spirit your spirit is open and alive to god and you can hear from heaven now you can hear from god holy spirit comes to live in your spirit but what you didn't get is a new mind. <laughs> so that's why he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I'm going to read that again. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing. Re, that means going back. And again, that's going back to the first man, to what God's original intent was. Renewing. That's where we get that word repent too. Repent means, re means go back, pent, back to the top. The penthouse is located on the top. So go back and renew your mind, and, and, and as you're renewing your mind, when life circumstances come up, you're going to prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. You're going to be able to prove something. You're going to be able to prove that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're going to be able to prove that you can really do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You're going to prove that you can love that unlovable relative, that person, that politician, that's what's going to be proved that you are a new creation that you are an ambassador for christ you're the child of the most high god you're a representative of god you are love that's what's going to be proved you're going to prove that in difficult times of persecution the trials and tribulation that that you're more than a conqueror that, that you're you have the victory and he always causes you to triumph that's what's going to be proved in your life as you're being transformed by the renewing your mind. So that's why it's so important to be transformed by the renewing your mind. You're going to start thinking like God. Scripture says in Ephesians, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And we learned last time in 1 John is, as he is, so are we. Well, Jesus wasn't scary. You know, he didn't fear anything, didn't fear storms, didn't fear demons, didn't fear people. And he says, that's what I desired for you to, to be like and think like because you are a part of his body he's the head of the body of christ which is the church not a building it's people we're the body of christ we're the church so he tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds that we're going to prove something and this is what we're going to prove we're still on verse two we're going to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's what's going to be proved in our life. We're going to be a demonstration. People are going to see us. They're going to be like, wow, those guys are really peculiar. They're different. They don't get mad and angry and just go off. They don't, they're not easily offended either. Stuff rolls off them like water off a duck's back. So that's what's going to happen. And again, that's what a lot of, I see in a lot of Christians, they're missing that. They got saved and they'll tell you too. They'll brag on how many years they've been saved. Oh, I've been saved since I was in the kindergarten, second grade, got born again. Well, now that I don't see any fruit of you being saved because you're still bitter, you're still broke, 
your health is jacked up. Nothing doesn't look like Jesus. Jesus was never sick. All his needs were met. He, he looked at God as his source. He didn't look at politicians or his job as his source. He looked at God as his ultimate source. He said, I don't do nothing that the Father don't tell me to do. Me and the Father are one. So again, that's what being transformed by the renewing of your mind is going to get you. You're going to now start seeing God as your source. You're going to acknowledge him in all your ways, understanding that he's going to direct your path. You're going to see him as the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of your faith. Yeah, because you died and your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. You've been bought, purchased with the precious blood of Jesus. Your mind is going to be renewed to that. Oh, I'm not my own. Oh, I belong to him. He, he purchased me. Yeah. So Jesus said, come learn of me. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He said, come learn of me. And, and that's what transformation relates to learning of Jesus. As you're learning of Jesus, learn of God, you're going to learn of who you are. But that's a process, and you got to sit and be taught. Everywhere in the Scripture in the New Testament, it says Jesus sat and taught. He taught. Well, he was teaching people some new stuff. He was teaching them how the kingdom operated. He was really, they were really being, as they were sitting under his teaching, they were being transformed by the renewing of their minds. Their minds were being renewed by the word of God. And Jesus in Revelations, the Bible says he's the living word of God. Yeah. So he was transforming them. And that's where, again, I say we miss it a lot. We go to church, but we don't go to learn nothing. We go to just to say, we are checked off Sunday. I went to church. No, the Bible even says, study to show yourself approved. You got to get in that word and let that word get in you. And you got to study. And now that you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. Now you can get what's called revelation knowledge. So now you're going to have to learn how to meditate on the word, ponder on it. He told Joshua, you know, this book of the law, which referenced my word, should not depart from you. But you should meditate in it day and night and observe to do all that's written in it. And then you, Joshua, will make your way prosperous. And then you, Joshua, will have good success. That's going to happen as a result of you meditating on the word and observing to not just hear it only, but do it. You make your way prosperous. So God gives us the keys to success in his word. And again, he desires his word to transform us. That's our slogan here at Faith on Fire. The power of faith transforms your life. It really does. And we have faith. When we talk about faith, we're talking about confidence in God, faith in what he said. Again, and we all have a measure of faith that said if we keep reading the scripture in Romans 12, 3, he says he's given all us a measure of faith. Yeah, we all have faith inside of us, but it's activated. I say the word of God is the activator. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Once your spirit hears the word of God, especially if you're born again and your spirit is awakened to God, that, that word activates it and it causes your faith to be on fire if you receive it like that. And that's why you can't get offended when the word of God goes forth. When the pastor's bringing forth a word and it's cutting you like a two-edged sword, you can't get offended by it. You got to do what the scripture says and receive with meekness the engrafted or implanted word that's able to save your souls. Because in Thessalonians, it says the word of God works effectively in those who believe. And then Jesus refers to us in the parables of the sower. He said the word should produce 30, 60 or, or 100 fold. So the word's going to produce what it says it's going to produce. If you're sick and you get a word on healing and you believe in the receiving and start speaking it, meditating on it. It's got to manifest because the word says in Isaiah, his word does not return to him void, but it's, it accomplishes what is sent out. And God gives us his word for us to give it back to him, speak it back, release it. I, I say that word in all words, a spiritual seed. 
They bring forth spiritual, natural, and physical manifestations into our lives. And we got to speak it. That's why in Genesis, he gives us a revelation. In the beginning, God spoke the word. He just spoke. And then he made us in his image and in our likeness. And just Adam separated us from the life of God. But Jesus came and redeemed and restored us back to fullness. And now as he is, so are we. So we can start, as we get this word and being transformed by the renewing of our minds by the word of God, we can now speak it. You got to release it. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, we believe, therefore we speak. We believe what? Well, we believe the word of God and we speak it. And we don't speak it sometimes. We speak it. Remember the scripture said, I believe that's in uh, Galatians. Preach the word or speak the word in season and out of season. That's when we speak the word. We use the word all day. We speak in line with the word of God because we understand Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. As we're, our minds are being transformed, we're getting this word. We're getting all this revelation on newness of life. Oh, Death and life is in my words. Oh, I can speak things. I can call things that be not as though they were. I can speak things into existence. Yes, you can, because he said it in his word. He revealed it to you through his truth, which is his word. And now you receive that. You believe that. Now you act on that. You go do it. Because remember, Scripture says God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. It may not make sense, but it makes faith to God. He'll tell you to do something that don't make sense. He told Mary she was going to be pregnant without her knowing a man being involved sexually with a man and it happened she said be it unto me as you had spoken and all in the scripture when jesus uh did something he accredited to their faith according to your faith that spirit that lives in you you heard my word i'm the word but it's according to your faith so as we hear the word we got to receive it and it starts to renew us transform us by the renewing of our minds and now we're starting to think and act and speak and talk and live like god which that's God's desire. We're his children. As he is, so are we. He wants us to be just like him. He's in heaven. We're here on earth. He desires that his kingdom come. His will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. We're his children. We're heirs. We're heirs of, together of the grace of God. So we got to get a revelation of that. And as we do that, how we do that is being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We got to get in that word. You got to feed on that word. You got to keep feeding on it every day, every day. And again, as you're being transformed, your faith is growing. <laughs> Revelation knowledge is coming. It, it's all about the word, man. You got to, you know, the world called it brainwashing. It is a brainwash. It's going to wash all that crap out of your brain. It's going to renew you uh, to truth. And, and truth is the highest form of reality. And that's what the word of God does. It's truth, it's spirit, it's life. And we got to continue in it. Jesus said this, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The truth. And then he said, his word is spirit and his truth. Mm -hmm. So we got we to gotta continue in his word and continue. Just like a child, you know, you get your baby home from the hospital. You know, they don't go to school right away, but they start learning. You teach them how to nurse and you teach them other things. And then they get four or five, you send them to preschool to learn. Send them to kindergarten and they start learning and growing. Well, same thing with us. We got born again. We don't know anything about the kingdom of God. We only know what we heard. And most of what we heard about God was a lie from the day Satan because he didn't want you to have a relationship with God to get restored. So we start growing in the knowledge of God, increasing, increasing. And we're finding out who we are. Then we're finding out what purpose. You know, God has a purpose and a plan for our life. It's all in the scriptures. And we start believing it, believing it and acting on it. And then it starts to manifest. There you go, the 30, 60, 100 fold. The word works effectively in those who believe. You start to manifest. You start speaking to stuff and seeing stuff happen. I, I tell people all the time when I get, first got saved, 
I just had a believing heart, and I believed the word. First word God gave me was Mark eleven twenty four, and I was in a situation where I needed Mark eleven twenty four. It says, "Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive, and you will have it." And and I held on to that word. I received it as truth. I hid it in the good ground of my heart, and I started speaking it. And, and trust me, it started manifesting. So that was my first encounter with God. I wasn't religious. I wasn't a churchgoer. I just called on the name of the Lord and he saved me. And he gave me a word too. God's going to always give you a word that coincides with the voice you heard if he speaks to you in a voice. And that's what he did with me. But he gave me a word too. But uh, I started hearing that, you know, I was a speaking spirit and I could speak things and uh, death and life was in the power of the tongue. And as Jesus was, so I was I. And I read in the, the Gospels how Jesus spoke to a storm and it obeyed him. And he, then I read, as he is, so are we. And then he says, they who believe on him and the works that he do, shall they do also in greater works. And I started, oh, I can do this. I got a revelation. Jesus was a sample son. He was an example that we should follow. Oh, this was God's original attempt for mankind. So I was given an event at my house, and it was supposed to rain the next day. I didn't know that before I planned the event. And I spent thousands on this outdoor event. And the next day, it was supposed to rain. And uh, my staff was telling me, Vince, what's the plan B? It's supposed to rain. And I got to think, and the Holy Spirit said, well, do what you've been learning. And I've been learning the scriptures. I've been being transformed by the renewing of my mind. My mind is being transformed, renewed by the word of God. So Holy Spirit, that's what he does. He brings all things to your remembrance. He reminded me of Jesus spoke to a storm because Jesus was going to the other side to set free this guy that was uh, demonically possessed. I believe they call him the gathering demoniac. But Jesus and the disciples going to the other side to, to set the boy free. You know, and Jesus was Holy Spirit led. The Spirit led him on the other side. But as they were going, there was a storm kicked up. And I know that storm wasn't kicked up by God because he sent them over there. And the devil brings storms. and He brings personal storms in our lives through trials and tribulations and persecution. But he also brings physical storms. That's why they give him names. Hugo and Katrina and all kind of names like that. And again, I believe the church is the most powerful entity on the earth. And we can speak to storms, either personal ones or those. So my story is a, a physical storm. Yeah, a weather system storm. So anyway, they say the storm was coming in. What you going to do? You have a plan B? Don't have a plan B. Holy Spirit reminded me that as he is, so am I. So, and he reminded me of those stories about Jesus, those truths about Jesus, how he spoke to weather systems. And uh, I had spent a lot of money on this event. I'm like, shoot, I got to do this myself. I got to do something. I just can't let it rain on my parade. I spent, got a lot of people coming over and spent thousands for this outdoor event. So as I was Holy Spirit led, I just looked up and I saw the clouds coming in. It was about 4 p.m. And we were having an event the next day around in 24 hours. And weather uh, forecasters forecast this big storm is going to come in tomorrow morning. It was going to be all day thing. And I saw the clouds coming in from the east. And I just looked up at those clouds. I pointed at them and I said, in the name of Jesus, clouds, you will not come in here. You will dissipate. It will not rain in Chico in the name of Jesus. I spoke something like that, and I left it at that. I was confident at what I said. So it was about 4 p.m., so I usually watch the news. So at 6 o'clock, we did all our yard work outside, prepped the yard for the event for the next day. About 6 o'clock, I go and turn the news on. Of course, you know, Satan works through media. He had the weather forecaster declare right there in front of my face what was going to happen with the weather tomorrow. There was raining, the storms was coming in, it was going to be all bad. And uh, the scripture says, whose report will you believe? Well, I didn't believe that report. I believed it, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And what I said was so. 
And I spoke it and it was so and I stood on it. I stood on the authority that Jesus gave me. He says, I give you authority to tremble, trample over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the devil. And I knew the devil was bringing that storm in because this event we was giving was a God event. And I knew that that was bringing it in and I knew I need to exercise my authority and speak to that thing in the name of Jesus. And I did that. So anyway, news reporter come on, weather guy tells this big storm come in and he wants me to receive it. And I was like, nope. I talked to that weather guy on that TV, said, nope, it will not rain. I already spoke to it in Jesus name. I left it at that. I went about the rest of my evening and I usually watch the 11 o'clock news. I watch the 11 o'clock news, same guy. He comes on again. Says it again. This is what's going to happen. I'm like saying to myself, no, it ain't. Don't believe that report. I believe the report of the Lord. I stood on what I declared and what I believed, who I was in Christ Jesus and the authority I've been given to speak to a system because Jesus did it. I'm his uh, younger brother. He's my Lord and Savior. He's my great high priest. And he says the works that he do shall we do also in greater works. So I stood on that and uh, 11 o'clock p.m. I go to bed and our event was the next day. I go to sleep and I'm just thanking God for answered prayer. I'm thanking him for restoration that as he is, so am I. And I can operate in the spirit realm as well because I've been redeemed. And I go to bed. And I wake up the next morning about 7 to 8 o'clock. And I, we have a big picture frame window in our bedroom. We lived out in the estates on five acres so we didn't have any curtains up in our bedroom. I looked out the window and there was the sun. Uh-oh, the S-U-N or the S-O-N just shining brightly. And God just, he, he likes to do that. He likes to confirm his word when you believe. You know, he confirms his word in a believer. Remember, his word does not return void, but it accomplishes what it's sent out to. I sent it out to that weather system and, and spoke to it and told it to do something. And guess what? It obeyed me, just like Jesus said in Luke 17. If you have faith, you can say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and it shall obey you. See, I had understanding. My mind was Trans, I was transformed by the renewing of my mind to that truth. That was the truth. Yes, the weather system coming in was the fact, but the truth is the highest form of reality. It overrode the facts because faith comes out of your heart, not out of your mind. And I mixed it with the word. Scripture says the word they heard, they didn't mix it with, it wasn't mixed with faith in those who believe it. So when I hear the word, I just mix it with that spirit of faith that's already in me. Scripture says he's given all us a measure of faith over in Romans 12, 3. I just mixed it with belief. And I, I released it out of my mouth. Ooh, because we're speaking spirits. And boom, happened. The next day was a sunny day. The event went off. Every God got the glory. Everybody had a great time at the event. And again, that's how your faith grows. You got to do it. And now, I use that example, but you can do that with forgiving people, with loving people. You can do it with your finances. You can do it in every area of your life. In First Peter, I believe it says, He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. If you can find it in his word and speak it and believe it and speak it, it it'll manifest for you. And I always tell people, that's why the devil don't want you to study the word of God. And the scripture says, study to show yourself approved. Not just read, but study. When you're studying it, you know, you got a Bible dictionary. You know, you're looking up words. You're finding the, the meaning of words. Because words, all words have meaning. They're spiritual seed. They produce. They bring forth words. That's what they do. So, you, when you're studying, you're like a student of the scriptures. And that's what God wants you to be. And, and Satan wants you to just relax and don't do nothing. Don't spend no time. I was telling my wife this morning, you know, our labor is in the word of God. That's where we labor. The toil is over. After Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection, and our acceptance of him, and our increasing in the knowledge of the Lord's will, our labor is in the word of God. You know, the toil came in with Adam's sin. Jesus 
came to give us life and life more abundantly, sweatless victories. We have that in Christ Jesus. So all we have to do is speak the word only. And again, that's where God wants our faith to be. He wants our faith to grow. In Thessalonians, it says that your faith shall grow. Again, Jesus said in Luke 17, if you have faith, you, you can say, you can speak to some stuff. I mean, if you believe and you, and you got to mix your faith with the word of God, the word of God is like activator in your faith. It's like your spirit is water and you put some Kool-Aid in it. It activates it. That's what the word of God does. It, it profits you as it mixed with the faith that's in you. Everybody that Jesus healed, he would always tell them or say things like this to them. According to your faith, be it unto you. Because Jesus was the word of God. He was the living word of God. So he would, the word of God would speak something to them and he would put it back on them. According to your faith. That's why Mary said when the angel came to us, she says, well, be it unto me according to as you have speak. She accepted it. She received it. And that's what we're supposed to do when we hear the word of God. We're, we're supposed to receive it with meekness because it's able to save our souls. We're not supposed to get offended at it. We're not supposed to analyze it. Use how to use logic, the five senses. That's what sight, walk by sight means. Five senses to see, touch, taste, smell, and feel. No, we walk by faith by what God said. We walk in the spirit. We walk by what he said, and that's what we believe, and that's what we act on. So that's a transformation. So I just encourage and challenge Christians, you know, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Stop thinking like the world has programmed us to think and start renewing our minds to what the way God commands and desires for us to think. And if we want his thoughts, we got to get his word. I tell people, just get the word of God on it. You get his word, you get his thoughts. And then you got to make his thoughts your thoughts. Remember, he said in Isaiah 61, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. So are the heavens higher than the earth. So are my ways and my thoughts higher than yours. So he said, I want to bring you guys up to where I'm at, bring you up to where I'm thinking. And then because you're my child, you're my children. And I want you to know my thoughts and I want you to know what you're capable of doing and that all things are possible to those who believe. So if I give you something that sounds impossible in my word, you just go ahead and believe it, receive it, and then start speaking it, release it. And don't care about what somebody else think that don't know who, especially if they ain't saved, they can't hear from the Holy Spirit. Only thing they can hear from the Holy Spirit is about getting saved. <laughs> but they can't, they don't, they don't have access to, to revelation knowledge. And I always tell people, that's what Adam failed in the garbage. He fell from information and revelation. Well, I'm out of time, but I'm definitely not out of faith. And I want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.